Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. And I am your host, Leonard, and today I'm joined by Dave. Dave, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a little tired. It's been a long week. Um, it's always been a week. Uh, it's just the two of us today. Uh, the other the other guys are busy with their own stuff. They got appointments and things. <laughs> so we're holding down the fort uh, for this episode. Yes. Um, and this episode, we are going to be uh, talking about the uh, 2015 um, not horror film, um, thriller, uh, deeply uncomfortable, sad movie uh, by the name of They Look Like People, uh, which was my suggestion for this week. Because I'd heard good things about this film uh, for years and had been meaning to watch it. And uh, because it was my uh, decision to pick a topic for this episode, I said, hey, might as well do that because I've heard good things about it. And then uh, I watched it and I was tired and sad because this movie makes you tired and (laughs) sad. Yeah, it's not an easy film to watch, but it's also thankfully fairly brief. Yes. Um doesn't have a long run time and it it the pace moves along and it's um it's basically like a character study. Yes. Uh and it's engaging. I can't say it's fun. Um, it's engaging and it has a point and it doesn't miss the mark. Yes. Um, uh, normally, uh, uh, we don't, we don't do this on this on, on Monster Gear Monster, but, uh, I would actually highly recommend watching the film before, uh, watching or listening to this episode, mainly because, uh, we're going to be focusing, uh, more on the thematic elements of this, uh, movie rather than, uh, an overall, uh, plot deconstruction, because we're gonna actually speed through that relatively briefly. Uh, but yeah, I would say, uh, watch this film first because uh, we'll have opinions about it, and uh, we don't like uh, influencing the way that uh, our listeners uh, view a particular uh, piece of media that we cover, uh, especially one like this that actually has a really serious, uh, Im- important message. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, I will I will do a quick rundown of the plot. Uh, this this particular movie is it's set in uh, New York City and it centers on two I would say yeah two best friends uh, Wyatt and Christian and uh, Christian has a like a studio apartment in New York and some of these studio apartments are bigger but it's still small anyway um, he, Wyatt um, 
pops by. Um, he's 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 in town, and they've both um, independently uh, suffered from breakups with their respective fiancés, and they're using this opportunity to kind of just like um, uh, rekindle their friendship while Wyatt's looking for a new job and Christian's dealing with um, some potential. Um, workplace promotion uh not shenanigans just workplace promotion um issues and things quickly start to go downhill as we discover that wyatt has been receiving uh phone calls um kind of like in the middle of the night uh that are directing him um, about potential uh, invasion of the body snatcher scenario. This, uh, I, honestly, that that that's what's happening. Um, the movie itself, not really thematically, but um, it, it's it's sort of frailty adjacent, yes. where the 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 point of view for the audience kind of bounces between these two friends we get um some point of view from christian and then some from wyatt uh and the in in particular um wyatt's side of the narrative uh is is unreliable mm-hmm. to say to say the least We'll we'll dig into that, but what that does is it puts it the um the viewer in a space to where they have to kind of make a judgment call on what is actually happening at any given time on screen when Wyatt is the one whose eyes they're kind of uh, viewing through. Right. But yeah that's the that's the the, the plot is these two guys uh pretty much on you know there's like two or three locations but they're they're pretty much doing a character study uh, to almost a two-man play um in this apartment and it's them trying to cope with issues they've had in their respective relationships um the way that they deal uh with society at large um, and then rekindling uh their their friendships their the way that they kind of navigate also uh relationships outside of uh, of of the just the two of them yeah 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 it's uh sorry it, it, yeah i i just keep thinking about this movie and it just once again it makes me really <laughs> it's it it's a sad. heavy it yeah it makes me heavy. sad it makes me sad and 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 it's it, it is like mentally exhausting um uh the i suppose the most important uh thing that needs to be uh divulged to the listeners uh regarding Wyatt is that he is um schizophrenic uh, and he believes that there is a demonic invasion taking place and that people are being possessed by demons. Yes. And he um, he's he's being told through his phone 
that he is one of the chosen ones who, even before this um, contact was made, uh, was able to recognize that some people aren't uh, what they appear to be. Yes. Um, and he can kind of sense these, the, the otherness of the possessed folks. Um, he can't visibly uh, tell them apart. Uh, until they reveal themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and he's also given specific directives to where like he can't um, look at people specifically in the eye. Uh, he, the, the, uh, the resistance that's fighting these demons um, has a few ways to like suss out who is human still and who is not. But that involves um, pain because the demons are, are anathema or the pain is anathema to the demons. They, they don't like it. And you can. Um, it's bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can find out who a demon is by torturing somebody. Yes. Um, and that, you know, that never ends well because people will admit to a lot of things under under duress. Mm hmm. Uh, additionally, he's given a specific like um armageddon date kind of yeah uh it's 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 a sign where if he hears uh three clashes of thunder um on a clear day then that's that's the beginning of the war um and all the demons will reveal reveal themselves and but it could be anybody it's probably your best friend it's probably a coworker or a loved one you can't tell who it might be because anybody could be infected. It gets in through your ears and nose and mouth and eyes. And it's, uh, it's a, uh, this made it a little bit more poignant because it's a, it's an infection and it, they, the resistance doesn't know how it's spread. It could just happen. You're right. So that it's a sort of vicious feedback loop to where Wyatt, uh, is already having trouble trusting people um, in part due to his, uh, the, the perceived um, infidelities on part of his fiance, who he um, says had, uh, had cheated on him. Yes. So the, the hurt from that compiled with these phone calls uh, sort of fed into a, um, like a paranoid delusion. Yes, that he's trying to deal with and at the same time can't specifically tell if something's happening uh, in reality or if it's in his head or if it's actual demons. It's it's ambiguous to him, like yes. completely. Yes, um, it is not ambiguous to the audience, um, specifically because there is a sequence where uh, Wyatt is talking to a psychologist uh, and says uh, straight out, I don't think I have schizophrenia, um, which um, uh, this is my first watch of the movie. Dave, you've seen it more than once. Um, the minute he said that, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, so literally nothing that I see that is, uh, from your point of view, uh, is anything that I can believe, uh, meaning that like the whole, um, is there like a demonic invasion? Is he part of this resistance group? Uh, that whole aspect, that plot kind of just immediately went out the window for me. 
And I was like, oh, this is really sad because this is a guy having multiple schizophrenic episodes uh, while kind of like couch surfing with his old best friend. And um, this isn't going to end well for anyone. No, and the the difficult part, uh, the harder part to watch of this is that um, he's he's aware uh, because he had been, I think, given a diagnosis by his um, um, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and then he's just go- he's just refuting it. He's like, yeah, I I looked it up online or whatever, and um, I don't I don't feel that I meet those symptoms like disregarding the professional advice, but he's not because he's aware of it and he's just trying to like ignore it. Yes. Um, and he's the only one aside from the psych- the psychiatrist who's aware that that's an issue. Um, he's, he's hiding it from, other people and himself. Mm-hmm. Which I mean that, that that makes sense because if you're not acknowledging something, like why would you go out of your way to like tell other people about it? Yeah, exactly. He's just trying to pretend it, does, it doesn't exist. Um while still battling the figurative demons. Mm-hmm. Um the, the 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 crux of the matter though is yes, he's he's visiting his best friend in the midst of this and doesn't have a space to like address that directly to his friend. So his friend has no idea that uh, Christian has no idea that Wyatt is, is dealing with this. Yes. Um, Which, mainly, yeah. mainly because Christian is dealing with his own set of really uh, terrible uh, mental health issues as well. Yeah. Yeah, so so Christian is working for um I think it's like an ad agency or something. Mhm. And he is he's a, a newer hire, I believe. I don't think he's been there a terribly long time, but it's long enough that he's he's causing waves because he was dealing with um not only a uh a, a breakup with his fiance but prior to that uh most of his adult life and then his like teenage years um were uh he's like a skinny nerd yes like or he was a skinny nerd now he's a more muscular nerd because yes. he he decided that the way to like build up his confidence was to build up his body he 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 didn't go full mra but he is definitely mra adjacent yeah and that he's he's like created an artificial type a personality mm-hmm. and that's just rubbed everybody the wrong way that he directly works with, like in his office, mm-hmm. like they don't like him because he's made himself into like kind of an asshole, right? Uh, but it's not when you when you're listening, like when he's talking, 
to to kind of himself and trying to pump himself up and then you can tell that it's it's not so his work persona is not him mm-hmm. and that's the part that's like well the part one of the parts that's sad is that you can see his lack of confidence it did not get fixed mm-hmm. like he's dealing with like that he'll just always be dealing with it um and he's 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 tried to make up for it um by going hard in the other direction and that's it did not work but he's not a bad person no he's, he's he just not. picked a not good coping mechanism yeah exactly yeah uh, and and to go to go back to the uh he hasn't like fully actualized this this type a persona that he's created for himself into his like actual psychology like he keeps flashcards on himself that like have affirmations written out uh uh to him from him uh every day on the way to work he listens to a tape that sounds like a self-help tape that uh then is revealed to be significantly sadder later on in the film uh and it's it's really rough because that facade falls away whenever he's dealing with Wyatt because uh he is reverting to that skinny nerd that he kind of despises so much uh when he's hanging out with his best friend then that's the tough part um again that the would say that all the time um one of the other things one of the many the manifold things that makes this sad is that um uh schizophrenia aside because you mm-hmm. can't do anything about that um without the medication and actually dealing directly with your psychologist yes um both of these guys they're not they're not bad people right um they're dysfunctional uh, but that just happens because society's kind of crappy and um there's just a lot of like they uh christian in particular like dove into the toxic masculinity pool mm-hmm. um but he's still like when when he's at home by himself or when he's specifically when he's with wyatt um he's himself he, he he's the actual christian mm-hmm. is he's fine he's a he's a little nerd guy um he's not a bad person uh neither of these guys are no no one in this movie is a bad person right it's which is refreshing they're 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 yes. nuanced and they're multi-layered um and they make poor choices but that doesn't make you a bad person exactly um and they're they're starting to be self-reflective mm-hmm. because they're uh through through accident really it's not by design their circumstances are that they, they they've piled up beyond their control there's outside things that have like kind of wrecked their situations and some of that's bad and some of it's also for the better Mm-hmm. Like the situation both of them were in were um independently was like untenable, not working for them right um but their friendship is important, and through that friendship, they're able to kind of work through 
addressing the problems. Like they're not fixing them, but they're recognizing that there are issues and there's something that they can do about it, really. Yes. Yeah. They're um, their own support network. Like they, they need that because on their own, they're like dysfunctional. It, like they have, it, they have yeah. to have help. Yes. Extremely, extremely dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will say uh, this may not be everyone's read uh, on the situation, but uh, why it, in my opinion, is um, it's not explicit because it's never outright stated, but why it is queer coded. Um, uh, I think he's in love with Chris, uh, which. Um, kind of plays into a his own uh uh um relationship with his fiance falling apart uh mainly because he claims that she was uh, a demon <laughs> in disguise uh he also seemingly um uh destroys Chris's relationship with um a coworker uh more specifically his boss uh, which is a is a super weird thing that I'm sure we'll also get into. Um, but yeah, for me, a lot of this is like, uh, like that that was the thing that made me like the most sad. Which is okay, cool. Wyatt has mental health issues, and he's also like pining for his straight best friend. <laughs> yeah, and I like even. Even with like, if you're taking that as the read, which it looks like it to me too, like that's just how it pans out. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say that for Christian, um, re- regardless of if there's romantic feelings or not, he seems like he would like it. That that's not um, trying to like it's not going to matter to him. Right in in a good way. Like I'm trying to like figure out how to if if he it seems like he would he would accept Wyatt's feelings at face value, um, reciprocate them or not. I couldn't say probably not, but I don't think that that would do anything to their friendship. Exactly. Yes, I also agree with that. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to see. I mean, they they do have they have um they're they're so comfortable with each other. That they have moments that um, you could read as being intimate, but it's more like these are just very old, very friends. They're good friends, and they're not. Um, there's no stigma attached to them displaying their emotions to one another, and that's like very important. Yes, like they may hide things only because they're uncomfortable in general, because they're just used to doing that to other people. But when they start talking about stuff, there's no hedging. They're open. They mm-hmm. specifically lay out like they know there's problems going on. They don't know what exactly they are um, because they haven't seen each other in a while. So it takes time to like re-familiarize with, with yourself with someone else. Right. You know, but they step really easily back into the the comfort zone. Um, and when they do rekindle uh old like pastimes like they 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 they're like oh in college we play whatever i think it was probably before college high school or whatever they played some like goofy games you do you just, just i don't know they're 
when they were kids like teenagers mm-hmm. um and they're playing goofy games and they're going like yeah this was a lot cooler when we were younger yeah exactly um, like this isn't fulfilling because you know now you're like i don't know in your late 20s or something can't tell how old these guys are um they're 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 young adults uh they like it didn't matter that the, the whatever the activity was was like not fulfilling um it wasn't that it was more like they're just able to spend time with each other and they weren't there's no sense of like discomfort right exactly it was more like oh we got to find some other hobby now or you know whatever Mm -hmm. some other thing to do because this isn't doing it right um uh and and they have other uh other issues too so they both uh in in christian's case it's current um he has a specific he has a problem with like alcohol yes he's always drinking something um and he uses that as his go-to uh for like social occasions like giving other people like alcohol only Mm -hmm. um and for wyatt um wyatt may have had a problem or it could have been um medication he was on, but he's like um teetotaling for a while. I yeah. think they, then they think they do both start drinking. Yeah, they, Wyatt, they both get hammered. Yeah, why it why it does start drinking, but like one of the first things, um, and it, I it's it's a shame because I think like this would have done with a bit of setup is uh when Wyatt meets Christian in front of his place, he's just like hanging out there. And Christian like walks up, having come from work, um, and he invites Wyatt in uh, and uh, shows him the roof uh, with the New York skyline. And hey, the roof is bad. Um, the uh, The basement's also bad. Uh, but um, the next scene is is Wyatt pouring a beer down the sink in the bathroom uh, that Christian had obviously given him. Uh, and I really would have just kind of appreciated if they just both had beers and Wyatt was like half nursing it, like fake drinking from it while they were on the roof, just to indicate like, yeah, no, I just, I just don't drink as opposed to, and here's a scene with me pouring a beer down the sink because um, uh, who, who, what, what is Chekhov's gun? <laughs> <laughs> well he poured it down the sink and then refilled it with water water yes he did so that that's important yes uh but they don't do it again so it's it, it shows it, it it's doing a good job of like showing and not telling but i would have liked a little bit more of that because yeah it's it's a quick like blink and you miss it like, exactly important scene you know and again, this is a this is a limited um limited budget, small cast, um, quick script. So there's things I think that uh could have been accounted for with a longer running time, but that wouldn't have really served the movie. Like it this is pretty sparse and it it does what it needs to do. Exactly. Yes, I agree. Um also the movie while we did mention that there's a yeah there's the the um schizophrenia and he has hallucinations of demons the special effects uh while the budget's limited are are very good as far as being like um definitely off-putting 
Mm-hmm. Anytime that you see something that may be like what Wyatt's envisioning. Yes. And um, if that, you know, or not if that, that being the case, uh, he's, it, when everything is that vivid and he is not able to discern between his hallucination and like reality, um, you can definitely go, yeah, I understand why you're completely frightened and willing to go to the lengths that you start going to. Yes. Because this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the, the visions he gets, they do a very good job of conveying like, yeah, you don't want to be in the headspace or the world that he's afraid of. Mm-hmm. Like it is legitimately terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's shot completely different from the rest of the film. Um, it's very uh, intense. Uh, it's graded. Uh, the color grade is completely different. The lighting is completely different for it. Um, and yeah, it is legitimately nightmarish. And I, I, this is one of the things that I want to commend this film on, which is, yes, this, this film centers on mental health issues, um, but it is a non-exploitive, exploitative, uh, take on that despite like everything that we've said like um you know Wyatt having being convinced that there is a demon invasion coming uh, incoming like it is handled in a way that I was legitimately pleased with especially as somebody who has their own like mental health issues um I, I was really uh, pleasantly surprised with how uh, maturely the subject matter is handled. No, it, it's handled very well. Um, it's it's all it's all taken very seriously. Uh, there's there's moments of levity. I mean, they're not they're they're playing it straight, but they're playing it like realistically as far as people's reactions to things are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, he's Wyatt isn't the butt of a joke. Um, he's he's taken seriously by everyone dealing with him. Um, some of that dealings are like not appropriate to the to to everything that's going on. But again, everyone's coming at the situation from their own point of view, uh, and they're not always privy to like what's actually going on. Exactly. Yes. So with limited information, I think everyone's making the the calls that they do on like they're they're rational. Except for Wyatt, but um, that's he's he's doing the best with what he has, aside Mm. from like stopping his um, uh, mental health treatment. Yeah, like that. That wasn't a good call, but. He's he he's so divorced from reality at that point that I mean, what else is he going to do? He he literally he he believes that his psychologist is also possessed by demons, so he he can't afford to trust him, right? So yeah, it's um, it's a it's a tough it's a tough situation. Um, what I really appreciated though is that Christian isn't um. It's weird. So I, yeah, I want to say he's not humoring Wyatt. He's he's taking him at face value um, as much as he can mm-hmm. because it's a lot to like buy into, right? 
um, without feeding someone's delusion. Because he doesn't know that um, Wyatt is schizophrenic. Right. He's not given that information. He's just going off of what his best friend is telling him. And at the same time, trying to deal with all of the fallout from his own um, decisions. Like Christian's situation isn't good either. Exactly. And he's, you know, they're, they're both in like terribly weak positions. Mm -hmm. Like just, just they're everything. And they're, they're not there. Like if two guys were, they can't really be any lower than these guys are. Yes. As far as like their, their mental health and well being and all of that, they're just, not in a good space. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one's like taking advantage of that, which is good to see. Aside from like he, uh, um, Christian does lose his job. Right. But that's, we don't get like the specific reasons other than, um, he was maybe being too aggressive, uh, with whatever he was doing his first presentations at work. People just didn't like him. So uh-huh. that, well, there, there, there was a reason. The, the company is downsizing his department. But he was like the weakest link, so they let him go. Right. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate. That, that stuff, that happens. So it feels realistic. It's like, well, if there's one dude that's like, or, you know, one, one person at the job place and people don't like them and you, that becomes the weakest link. And it's, it's, it's like legit, like given everything that we, we realize about Christian at this point in the film, when he's fired, uh, he walks back to it. Like he's told, uh, by his boss who he is trying to romance, which is, uh, doubly awkward, um, that he needs to be packed up within an hour. And he walks back to his, his computer uh, at his desk which is like a shared desk with like three other people surrounded by other desks with yeah them. it's like an open office plan the worst yeah, which is gross um but there's a like there's a post-it note that just says way to dominate asshole on it and no one's looking at him everyone knows that he got canned no one's like goodbye sorry this happened to you it and it's like there's part of me that's like, man, he must have been like really insufferable at work. And also the other part of me is like, wow, you, all of you people are also like kind of trash because you're like secretly reveling in this man losing his job and you don't know what his situation is. Well, it, the the biggest theme of this, of this movie is, is not, is there, or isn't there a demon invasion? It's, Hey, uh, men's mental health, uh, is, uh, rarely considered and, uh, not taken seriously if it is. Yeah. Um, and and it's not uh it's something that is like specifically taught to not address like you can't address it because then you're admitting that there's a weakness or a problem right and you're you're show you can't show that to the world because then you're not oorah strong man uh you're not um uh, another you're not successful mm-hmm. you know in, in society and that's another issue or another 
part of that is what um uh christian has like wrapped himself up in to like bring himself to, to give himself self-worth yes is his physicality is a um high-paying job is this promotion is uh potentially having like he wants millions of children he wants so many kids um to to carry on a legacy there's a lot of things that he wants that aren't um maybe specifically i don't think any of those things are things he actually wants but things he thinks he needs to have right to be successful yeah or to be happy right because he's not he's not happy to be to be a man yes um and has to realize that those things are like superficial um yes they're important in a social sense but that doesn't mean that you need to tie your self-worth to them Mm -hmm. and that's what he's done and starting to like understand that is kind of where the movie goes um additionally you can see um aside from the perpetual like he's listening to the self-help um guru where it sounds like you are you are as tall as a mountain yeah you are your enemies will disappear before you and Mm -hmm. it's like these all these affirmations that are kind of weird um but not only that is the when you mentioned like his notes so when he goes into he's nervous and he goes into the what he thinks is going to be a raise or a promotion and ends up being like where he gets canned Mm -hmm. but um he has his note cards and they're just they're like it's sad because it just they're just things saying like you can do this and it's just him writing to himself you can do this right you got this bro you know but that that's all it is yeah. it's just like a little trying to pump himself up so he can feel confident mm-hmm. um and not only that but it's he, he uh he he's upset understandably because he just got fired by his boss who he's in like he's he's enamored with and he like drops the cards and she sees them. Yeah. And she already feels bad because she's having to do this. I mean, that's like, that's shitty to have to do. No, I mean, no one wants to be the person firing people for yes. one. Um, and this is someone that she's, there's, there's, um, it's not cemented, but there's mutual like attraction between yes. the two of them. There, there is explicit chemistry, yeah. like actual um, chemistry between the two of them. Mutual. Yeah chemistry mm. between the two of them yeah and it's just been a, the the battle of like well this is obviously not appropriate in the workplace at all yes um but trying to like set that aside and see if this could work out um is is how it starts to kind of go mm. um but yeah so she's 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 not the cause of his like this moment of weakness but she's like a part of it regardless because she's the one delivering the message um and she sees like those cards and i think that it's she's our she already knows that he's like put up a front mm-hmm. like she's aware of that i don't think she knows is like uh, the extent of it but just the fact that she saw those is um it's better for them if they were to like pursue more relationships so she can understand that like this really is a facade yes like this isn't him you know and i think she's like again i think that she knows that um and is trying to like 
navigate that space because there's a clear delineation between um, Christian at home and then Christian in public or Christian at work. Like he, he definitely compartmentalized those spaces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to <laughs> like a, in a bad way, but I mean, he did. And and as somebody that uh, is is uh, is uh, very familiar with compartmentalizing uh, work, Leonard from home, Leonard from social, Leonard. Uh, yeah, once again, this movie was uh, really sad and exhausting. I felt really seen by this movie in ways that made me deeply uncomfortable uh, because I, I don't think I could say that about basically any other film that we've watched uh, for the podcast. Um, uh but um it, once again this is this is actually a really good movie uh with a legitimately positive message um most importantly and something that we haven't uh gotten into which is um why it doesn't ever do anything he almost does things on multiple occasions but he never goes through with this delusion that there is a demon invasion and that people need to be tortured in order uh, to discover who is a demon. Uh, it, yeah, it's good that he doesn't, but he, uh, you can't get closer <laughs> to doing something than this man does. This is true. On multiple occasions. Like it's, it's to the point where like, yes, he needs help. He needed help like yesterday. And I mean, mm -hmm like immediately um, because he's a, he's a, he's a danger to others and himself mm -hmm. like very badly, very much. So um, he hasn't hurt anyone that we're aware of. And there's parts that are ambiguous as to how he ended the relationship with his fiance. Yes. And it's not like he, he's specifically asked by Christian, like, did you hurt her? Because he he says that he like he I saw her turn into a demon, um, and we don't get like an answer other than he like he like looks shamed. So I don't know. Um, he took her. He stole her car though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't know um what happened there. Um, that's left to like. The imagination, I guess. Um, I would like to think that he didn't. Um, simply because he's coming to terms with a lot of things. He's cognizant that things are wrong. And he doesn't ultimately hurt his friend when he clearly... I mean, he had all of the opportunity and the, um, the, the motive, too. Right. Yeah. Means... Yeah, means and motive. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh which um it was that was the the toughest part of the movie honestly oh yeah yeah definitely because because the as you said this movie is a stench, uh, uh essentially a character study um you know if you're not spending it um waiting for the like other shoe to drop with confirmation of oh no why it is in fact fighting an actual demon invasion which would have been like obviously the easy way to go with with the film yeah I, it still would have worked but the movie wouldn't have been as strong if it did that exactly so it, yeah because yeah the the 
essentially the last act of this movie is really intense and it's between Wyatt and Christian and it is uh, Wyatt falling uh, strictly into this delusion and Christian not feeding into it but desperately trying to pull him out of it by using their genuine friendship as leverage to disprove this delusion um or make him face it yes like to understand it's a delusion um i can't say that that was the so christian doesn't understand the depth i think Mm -hmm. of of uh why it's um neurosis and he he fully commits to like i'm putting all of my faith in like in you yes to wyatt Mm -hmm. he's like you know i i like trust me and i trust in the you that trusts me right or vice versa um and he's like what do i need to do to prove like he 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 doesn't buy into the um, invasion like completely, but he's also not discounting it because he's um, he needs something to hang on to because everything else he's had is like kind of just falling apart. It's like it's been falling apart and he wants something to latch on to. And it's better for him to latch on to his like the, the friendship they have. Uh, and in, in, if in order to do that, he needs to, um, jump in the same boat that Wyatt's in, he is willing to do so. Yes. Um, I, I mean, he allows himself to be bound and gagged, uh, have a paper bag, um, yeah, paper bag placed over his head in case he is in fact possessed by a demon. Uh, and hey, uh, there's a uh, sulfuric acid. Uh, there's a sulfuric acid Chekhov's gun in this film, uh, and that comes into play during the sequence. And it's uh, uh, incredibly tense um, because uh, you legitimately don't know which way it's going to go with Wyatt in this moment. Yeah, and I. Um something that on the first watch I thought of and then just really didn't like keep in mind completely um, because it's been a few years since I've seen this. So watching it this time when it got to the very end and uh, Wyatt goes to take the bag off of Christian's head. Mm -hmm. I wanted the credits to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like leave, leave it ambiguous as to whether he was having a delusion or not. Mm. Um, I, that would have worked for me too, because it didn't take away from any of the other messages going on. Um, but it does make a stronger case um, with the ending that they did go with like the little bit few, it's like a minute more mm. um, really cementing the bond that these two have, which is the, really what the movie's about. Right. Uh, and just showing that the trust they have in one another is um, it's it it isn't unfounded, 
and it's the thing that keeps them going like it's something that can like repair their lives yes. to an extent like it can help them move forward uh, mm. it's what it is like it is uh the, uh it is the ending is um pleasantly hopeful uh considering everything that's come before it and i think i really appreciated that most uh like out of anything like yeah uh, the ambiguous ending would have been fine but like there's something about the way that this film wraps up because it has been so intense it has been so sad that there is like an actual glimmer of hope at the end that due to their friendship that both of these guys can ultimately seek out and get the help that they need to resolve their own personal issues. Yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the things that, um, uh, Christian agrees to join Wyatt's crusade basically, mm -hmm. um, with the proviso that he's like, I'll do this thing or I'll help you do this thing. Um, if you promise to go see, um, to go seek out help, um uh with them with the mutual like we i i have a, my psychiatrist um that's helped me in the past with with other issues but they were you know no less serious um if you go see him like i've already made an appointment like go with me um but we'll do that tomorrow for now let's tackle this this armageddon that's that you said is coming mm -hmm. and i mean he's serious about it he's not like half-assing it right i mean he literally puts his his life in his his friend's hand yeah it's um it's a good ending because it it, it this is horror as a catharsis mm -hmm. like it's 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 purely cathartic movie like you get just the tension is just ramped up and like it's like thumb screws <laughs> right up until the end Mm. and it it lets like a it's like a steam valve you just like lets it out and then you can go okay you can't say all is right with the world because everything's still pretty fucked up just because it's it's fairly realistic as far as like what's going on in, in society and what right. these guys have to deal with um and what they're going to be dealing with, like, this isn't a, um, it's not a band-aid, it's not a fix, it's just a, hey, we can now move on with our lives and, and start, like, healing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just a step one. Um, but they're able to take that step. And not only that, but they're, 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 they, it's things that they can't do on their own. They have, yeah, exactly. they realize that they need that help, but they also found uh, support in one another to help them get through this tough time. Because mm -hmm. it's one thing to have like outside help, but this is like mutual help, and that I think that's stronger. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It, uh... Yeah, it, it 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 is um I I'm I'm glad that I finally got around to watching this 
uh like i said it was um it was really heavy um felt uh vaguely targeted um <laughs> towards me um uh, but uh, like i actually uh really appreciate the resolution because as you said it's not wrapped up in a in a nice neat bow it's not uh, oh all, all your trauma is healed and everything will be just fine it's we've gone through this this is like literally the darkest period in both of our lives uh and now it, we can because we've confronted it together we're able to move forward and and seek out the help that we both need yeah and it's it's um it's a tough watch because uh not only um are certain aspects of these characters identifiable but um it deals with um suicidal ideation on like both both for both of these characters. Yep. Uh, and they're, they're vulnerable the whole time. Um, any kind of like masks and safeguards they put up are kind of like wiped away. <clears throat> and that's like that raw emotion, that friendship, everything that they have that they can share with one another, which is pretty much everything uh, is makes this all the more impactful. Um, it's a, like I said, it's a, the runtime is slim. Um, it's, it's about as long as it needs to be mm-hmm. like any more fleshing out wouldn't have, would, would have been t- too much. And then you can't really make it shorter because then it would have like done disservice to like these characters. Um, as far as monsters are concerned, the, the, the demonic side of it is, um, well, in this case, um, our our monster is um, mental uh, illness, yes. and toxic masculinity, y- yes. And they aren't any less uh, frightening because of that. I mean, in fact, it's actually probably more so because these are real things that people deal with, right? Yeah, this it's not Freddy Krueger. It's yeah, it's it's toxic masculinity mental health issues and the um kind of existential nightmare of existing in the 21st century yeah um and and then the um the the world itself as as it's presented for what we see of it it's kind of empty and kind of hostile mm-hmm. um because we have to be shown that these two these two men and the other kids everyone's vulnerable i mean um the we we didn't talk about them yet but um uh christian's boss mara and then her best friend um i want to say Susie, but it's probably not Susie. is it kate uh sandy i was close oh, Susie, okay. sandy. <laughs> um uh sandy is like physically injured she she slipped on some ice and like gave herself a concussion or she she, she was concussed um and she her her character is brought in to be like a, a double date with um Christian and Wyatt yes on 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 Christian and Mara's uh potential first date night yes um and that that ends up being canceled because they have to go to the hospital uh and 
this this is one of this is this this is one of the scenes that sets the stage to show that um while Wyatt and Christian are like they have a lot of problems <laughs> that they're dealing with um they're not like assholes yes and they they don't even know sand i mean they go with her they're like we you should probably go see a hospital because you probably have a concussion um but they go and she's there for like they kept her overnight Mm -hmm. um for observation i think so uh we get just like this hot just long it's like that that part could have been maybe cut down a little bit it's like a three minute montage or longer of of them all the the trio like in the waiting room mm-hmm. and just getting up to shenanigans because they're bored right um and but but they they're all there waiting um to make sure that sandy's okay yes uh and then later um wyatt uh the phone calls he gets start morphing and then eventually turns into uh, mara's voice on, yes. on his phone and so he comes under the impression that Mara is the um the person tipping him off about the apocalypse coming up. Mm-hmm. So when he finally gets a moment to to talk to her alone, uh he ends up like taking her to the terrifying basement. Yes. And saying, "Oh, hey, this is like it's not soundproof, but like no one can hear us here. You can tell me tell me the information I need to know so I can um fight the demons." And then she's just like, <laughs> "Say what?" He's like, you know, you've been calling me at night and I need to like I need to know the rest of the information so I can be more effective because I can't do this by myself. It's too hard. Um, And she. Reacts exactly it, like someone as you would if, react in that if situation. If, if, if someone puts you into a weird, uh, uncomfortable and potentially dangerous situation. Um and is like essentially not, speaking gibberish to you. Yes, but in a frightening way because yes. he's very he's, he's he's too insistent. Um, and she's she's self aware. She's she's um confident and competent in defending herself. Yes, so she just she gets out of there. Um, as you should like do not be there. Um. But it come it comes around to Sandy that um, Mara was potentially in danger from Wyatt, and um, so Sandy's like takes him aside and like you know it, she lays down like the law of like this is my friend if you are around her again basically if there's if I if there's any reason that it looks like you're threatening her um, I will end you right and. As an as the audience, we understand that Wyatt is in a a bad headspace, and this is like not a constructive way to deal with that. But um, neither Mara nor they're not privy to what's going on with Wyatt. Yes, so they're acting in their own best interest and in a way that's like uh, understandable and probably the correct thing to do. Well, really, just like you need to not be around him or make sure he gets some help. Something's going on. Mm. Um, so they're 
Sandy in particular is not given a lot of screen time, but what you get out of her is like, uh, she, so Sandy and Mara are the flip side of the coin. They're, they're, they're an equal pair to Christian and Wyatt. Mm. Like their friendship looks like it's, as you know, it's as like solid. Right. Because they both they they each in their respective ways have the back of their friend, mm-hmm. um, and then Mara, uh, he Wyatt goes to like apologize to her because he understands like he he stepped he, he crossed the line yes um, and he was mistaken in his in his delusion, so he goes to apologize to her and she understandably she's like I don't I, mean, I don't really want to hear it like that was weird and I don't. They want to talk to you, but you know, thank you for apologizing. How about you just go away now? Um, uh, and then he, um, well, he, he stupidly like reaches out to to try to like make his case a little yes. more, <laughs> like because he's trying to seriously apologize to her. Um, but she's already like on edge and not having it, and she pops him one in the nose. Um. Frankly, I'm surprised like she didn't like hip toss him or something because she can. She's <laughs> she can and she that that's been the the, the check off judo throw. Um, <laughs> I thought was going to happen. It did not. But she uh, she she took him out. Um, but then it 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 just ends up feeding into his delusion because mm. the the threat of her, um, like he understands that that was like his fault. In both in both cases, um, but he still like his delusion kind of takes over, right? And and casts her as like one of the people that's possessed because the whole his whole possession, um, uh, delusion centers around like you can't trust anybody, and it, you could do, it could be your best friend, and then all of a sudden they're possessed, and you don't know because you don't know how it's transmitted, right? So his mind frames her as like being um, possessed, but like had been possessed the whole time and was misleading him, Mm. which is just his brain's way of like turning, like making the, making the, the, the doubt that she's casting, like flipping it around Mm. to say that, Oh, she wasn't, um, she was tricking me this whole time because she really was a demon. Right. And trying to get me to do terrible things. Which is like, it's just, it's just like it's reinforcing the delusion yeah. of itself. So that's the other like frightening part because you can see exactly um, why he's coming to the conclusions he comes to. Mm-hmm. Like you don't agree with them, but you can go like, okay, no, I get, I get like, this is terrible because I get exactly like what's, what's feeding into your paranoia yeah Yeah. yeah i don't i don't think i have anything else i mean that like that's the movie yeah yeah that's the movie that's its themes um uh hey guess what i'm gonna repeat myself because i've done it multiple times uh this movie's really sad and exhausting and yet it has a really uh hopeful ending um, I really like that uh, the end of this movie is Wyatt doesn't kill his best friend and then they hug and there is the potential that 
things will be better for the both of them. Uh, that was uh, honestly not where I thought it was going to go, uh, but I'm glad that that is where it ended up. Yeah, I, I honestly, I love the last little bit. And then Christian's like, you know, we haven't, we didn't, we haven't even hugged yet. <laughs> you want to hug? Yeah. Basically, it was, it was kind of cute. Yes. Especially uh, after all everything that just happened is like, okay, yeah, I'm down with this. These guys, yeah. these guys need some kind of happiness because, man, they've just been dealt a bad hand. Like repeatedly. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's all I've got to say. Uh, yeah, this movie's 80, uh, 80 minutes in total, uh, written, uh, directed, and produced by uh, Perry uh, Blackshear, um, also uh, uh, who was also the cinematographer and uh, the, the editor uh, for the film. So, like, literally a one man show um behind the scenes uh and then really fantastic performance for uh McLeod uh McLeod Andrews as Wyatt uh ooh Evan uh Dumari, Dumari as Christian uh, uh Margaret Yin Drake as Mara uh and uh Aline Gre- Greenlee as Sandy. Uh, Elena Greenlee as Sandy. Yeah. Um, yeah, like really, once again, like real small cast, uh, fantastic report performances, uh, legitimately um important message. Um, not horror in the typical sense of what we cover on the show, but I was uh pleasantly surprised by uh what I got uh with this one. Um yeah, uh, really, you should watch this movie because it's legitimately really, really good and um, I think has uh, an important message. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this and I was, um, it's funny because when you, when you suggested this, I, for some reason, I thought you'd seen it. So <laughs> I was like all fired up like, yeah, oh well, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> I'm excited to, to, to talk about it. And then it turns out you hadn't watched it yet. Nope. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a good movie to go in blind to because you definitely get blindsided by it. Um, but as like a first time, like this, it was, it's a 2015 film. It's like, because of the themes, it's more relevant now. Yeah. Like, like none of the things that here, like this stuff does not get addressed. This like is important. It's an important movie. Um, because a lot of things don't like take this unflinching of a look. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed covering this again. There's not like monsters per se. Um, but the effects work and the, what there are of, of demons in this is is very unsettling and very well done. Um, yes, yes. I mean the the one stop shop man props on the cinematography for cinematography for this because it's unsettling as hell. Mm-hmm. Like if you want something just like unnerving and transmitting, uh, can't it's. I'm trying to think of like the other, of the vibe for this. It's not Silent Hill. Um, maybe um, Pulse. Pulse. Um, 
it is uh 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 slightly adjacent to Jacob's ladder, I would say. Yeah, it, and yeah, so instead of Silent Hill, it's like proto the things that inspired Silent Hill, like that's it's still kind of dealing with it. it's dealing with angels and demons that aren't angels and demons. Right. Like they're not it, it's it's the figurative side of this these figurative monsters aren't any less terrifying for being um in your mind. Exactly. It's actually worse. Um <laughs> because then you can't trust much of anything. We're 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 fans of unreliable narrators. Like that's that always works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Leonard. I think we wrapped this one up. Send us home. All right. Uh Dave, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at sentient underscore plus. You can find the podcast on Twitter at mon underscore D monster. Uh Cameron still on Twitter, night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Um Matthew he may have turned back on his Twitter. I'm not sure. He's on Blue Sky Social. I, I, I don't remember what. It'll be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> or he's on... Uh, I think you should Google the Ugly Machine. I think you'll pull up his um, uh, Tumblr. And I, I think that's mainly it, I think, actually. You'll find him. He's around. Yeah. How about yourself, Leonard? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can also find my video essay work on YouTube by also searching Dr. Faust is Dead. And uh, I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Hey, we have no idea what we're covering next, uh, but uh, stay tuned and it'll be announced somewhere on the internet. Uh, <laughs> well, it'll be uh, on Twitter. I'm all, <laughs> I always put the announcement <laughs> up on Twitter. Um, stay tuned for something probably like Bizarro, um, because by my reckoning, it is a Matthew pick again. Oh, nice. Where we we've cycled back around. Um, it's probably nothing to do with sharks, so we'll <laughs> we'll find out. Um, you'll know when we know. Uh. At- Until then, uh, this is Leonard and Dave signing off. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, folks. Monster Dear Monster is brought to you by Fireheart Media. If you enjoyed the show, please share this and all of our episodes with friends. And remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Word of mouth is the only way we grow. If you like, you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheart media check out our other show jalachan's place at www.jalachan.place